Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it is time to bring the orange with a returning guest and three-timer now, Barks, who is the director of our technical solution architecture team covering business applications. Welcome back to the program, man. Thank you very much. I'm actually really excited to be back on here. Lots of, uh, actually, since my last uh, time on here, lots of really cool stuff to talk about. Absolutely. And much like Madonna Prince and others, which I always love to joke, you go by one name. And really the reason is we just, we have too many Robs in this company, but uh, it is nice that you go by the Barks moniker. Yeah, there's uh, there's actually a funny story behind that. I'm, I'm the only person to ever achieve uh, my last name being an actual period in our HR system. Really? So does that mean your name is a sentence? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because I, I went to college with a guy whose name was Jeff Grills. And that actually, if you put a period at the end, is subject, predicate, full sentence. <laughs> Gotta love that. So we'll go yeah, with yeah. barks, you know, uh, implied he barks, they barks. Anyway, hey, well, let's get on to it. Um, why don't you give folks a little background on your time here at Pure? Because you've been here quite a long time and seen the evolution and also kind of what you're working on, what kind of things you, uh, you're driving your team and what you're working on today. Yeah, so uh, I've been at Pure for six and a half years. So um, it was, uh, uh, it's been just an absolutely amazing uh, progression at Pure. And, um, you know, I manage um, our Microsoft Oracle and SAP teams. So anything regarding, you know, technical solutions, reference architectures, things of that nature, performance testing, um, you know, for each one of those teams, those are the, those are the people that I manage. Um, I spend, I do spend a lot of time uh, on the Microsoft uh, front, uh, just because that's where, you know, 20 plus years of experience of mine comes into play. But I am you know, also starting to spend a little bit more time on the SAP side, um, which is uh, quite interesting and eye-opening in terms of you know, the same types of integrations that we try to do uh, with regards to the Microsoft stuff. So, Yeah, for sure. There's, I mean, there's a lot of parallels and synergies there. And you know, yeah. Pure just signed that really important global technology partnership with SAP. So it's not that we weren't doing a lot of things in integrations there, but that certainly I think opens the doors for even more opportunities to go and, and engage really deeply with folks on the SAP side. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, I mean, to your point, um, we've, we've actually done a, a lot of really great work with SAP uh, in terms of, you know, performance analysis, um, getting platforms certified and, you know, writing papers and whatnot. But, you know, just like on the Microsoft side where we do these deep integrations, uh, we're also looking at those types of things um, for on the SAP side. So um, it, it's getting to be quite a quite an exciting time in terms of what we as a company can accomplish, you know, because of our REST APIs and all those types of things. So how, how has that whole thing evolved, right? Because you can't just go from, you know, one to 10 and just have integrations and automation overnight, right? It's, it's kind of an evolutionary process. But when you guys started looking at this thing, you know, years and years ago, what was the thought process behind it? Was it to align better with, with these really important partners? Or was it just response to, you know, users saying, hey, it would be really cool if you could do these things or kind of a little bit of both or something that I'm completely missing? No, I mean, I, I, I think you, you cover all the important points. But 
for us as a company, you know, one of the things that we strive for is um, API first. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's an SAP, an Oracle, a Microsoft, um, any one of our partners, we really want to be able to provide the ability to um, integrate with us very easily through our APIs. And, you know, unless we approach this as, you know, more of a, you know, if you will, open platform, it would have been very difficult for, you know, all of our, you know, partners and whatnot to, to be able to do those types of things. We would have had to do custom development and all those types of things. So with, you know, with our focus of, you know, moving, you know, in the original days, you know, the way that you would access things is through SSH. Yeah. And now that we have the APIs, pretty much sky's the limit. Uh, you can do anything that you want, anything that you see in our management interface, you can do through our APIs. So we've, we've really kind of opened up uh, for people to be able to do whatever they want, manage however they want, write an application, um, you know, any way that they want to be able to do integration with us, they can accomplish. And the APIs were that foundation then, uh, which makes which makes a lot of sense. So are those the primary things that we're hearing people want to do, like manage the way that they want to manage within whatever tool they want to manage and, you know, automate anything that moves, as they say? I mean, are those the primary motivators for what you guys go off and look to do on the roadmap? Yeah, I mean, you know, the if you if you kind of look at it as a stack diagram, right? Yeah. The, I mean, obviously there's purity, um, and what we try to do is focus on the API layer and anything that we integrate, you know, um, I mean, let's kind of focus on the Microsoft piece. Sure, sure. So from an API standpoint, you know, we're, let's look at PowerShell. Um, PowerShell now is, we're almost to 20,000 downloads of our SDK. And what we do is we just leverage the uh, REST APIs. So we don't go off and write some kind of you know custom thing. We just leverage the APIs. We just wrap those, and then if we continue up the stack, right? So we have these new integrations. So we have Windows Admin Center, and then we also just released our SQL Server Management Studio extension. And all they do is use that same base level API. And when you think about it in the stack diagram, it's here's the API. Yeah. Here's the PowerShell SDK. Now, our Windows Admin Center and SSMS extension, they use the PowerShell SDK. So we just constantly layer on things that are, you know, leveraging all of our investments in the API at the base layer. So we're not developing anything, you know, that's like super, super custom in terms of how do I access this? Because anything that you can do in Windows Admin Center or System, uh, System Center with SMIS or um, SQL Server Management Studio, you can do those same things if you wanted to just using the core APIs. Mm -hmm. But the way you're integrating makes it a little bit easier. I mean, you're actually putting things directly into the tools that people actually want to use and operate. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I, you know, spent a long time at Microsoft and right. um, there's, there's one thing that I learned there, which we, we called swivel chair workers. All right. And, you know, wh what that really means is I need to go to this interface and get this information. I need to cut and paste it over into Excel. I need to go over here to this web page to get something else. I need to go to this specific application to get something else. 
So all you're doing is kind of pivoting around these different applications. So, you know, the goal for us was to be, to integrate directly in the tools that people use every day. So that way they don't have to go to these different applications. In Windows Admin Center, if you're a server administrator, but, and, and we kind of know nowadays that people have multiple roles. Yep, they're all wearing, so, different, all wearing the same or different hats, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you're a Windows Server Administrator, but you also have storage administration duties, you can actually do that same thing from the same interface that you manage servers inside of Windows Admin Center to manage flash arrays, whether they be on-premises or actually in the cloud, you know, and you know, in the cloud, what I mean by that is cloud block store. Yeah. The same thing applies to our SQL Server Management Studio extension, which is I'm a DBA, I come in in the morning, grab my coffee, fire up SQL Server Management Studio. If you wanna take backups, anything else, boom, we're right there, connected to the flash array, as well as the flash array, or if you wanna do things with um, vSphere, you can certainly do those types of things as well. And it's, hey, I'm in a familiar tool, this is my experience. I don't have to go to a separate application to perform these operations. So that's that single pane of glass, if you will, that we're yep. trying to provide for, you know, from an experience and management standpoint. What I also I love is that you brought in some of the other, you know, integrations that, you know, you partner really closely with Cody and his team that look after all the VMware things. But, you know, you've just brought up a Microsoft integration that plays with a VMware integration that plays with our, you know, our robust cloud block store technology all in one place. That's powerful stuff, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even today, um, which is actually kind of a, a cool thing that we're doing um, this podcast today is um, we just released PowerShell SDK 117. Yeah. So that supports our REST API 117, which, I mean, to be honest, I mean, yeah, we added a bunch of cool commandlet support and everything else, but the most exciting thing um, that I think of is all of our Azure offload. So we built all the commandlets so that people can do Azure offload, um, you know, which, you know, we're making, you know, obviously that cloud block store for Azure investment. And now you can use all of that stuff from the PowerShell SDK and offload, you know, your snapshots into, uh, into Azure. So, you know, that's a, you know, one of the most interesting uh, features that I, you know, personally, think is important that we've added to the SDK, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, anything that we can do around that that cloud ecosystem is gonna be really significant. Hey, back back to the Windows Admin Center integration. Um, I'd love if you could give some highlights about what that looks like. You know, I know at Ignite last year, we were showing it off and, you know, that's something that continues to evolve, but what does that look like? Um, why is that significant? Why, why do users care? Maybe back to your swivel chair example, I guess, but uh, maybe hone in on that a little bit for folks that are less familiar. Yeah, so Windows Admin Center is essentially the next generation of, you know, if you will, server manager. So, you know, for all the Windows admin, you know, uh, admins out there, you're always going to be familiar with the fact that you've been inside of server management work, you know, since like Windows 2008. And you know, that is now being deprecated and in favor of using Windows Admin Center. So um, the thing that Server Manager always lacked was an extensibility model. Hmm. So you could build things inside of it that would 
you know, make backups easier or make management easier on storage or, you know, third party applications. So what we did was build directly into Windows Admin Center the ability to manage flash arrays. You know, as I said previously, you know, on premises or in the cloud. Um, the, the most interesting feature that we've built in there, so Windows Admin Center, you can manage hundreds, if not thousands of servers. But what we do is when you come in there and you, you know, use the drop down menu where you can see uh, our solution extension that is for the flash array. If you have a hundred servers that are part of your Windows Admin Center management console, we actually look at those servers and say, hey, out of these hundred servers, these 10 are managed inside the flash array. So it gives you the ability to not have to kind of sort through things we give and hey, there's some there's some really angry dogs next door. Um, so <laughs> that's all right with with these new virtual podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Lots of we get lots of fun and interesting. You know, my <laughs> wife my wife was just doing a conversation in the hall with with one of her teacher friends, and I was texting her. So that's all right. We'll leave this in. That's that's some good yeah. real stuff about how we're doing these. But. <laughs> um, but you know, we built the logic in there so that way. You know, people don't have to go, oh, is this server there? Is this server there? We built a logic in there. So we, we look at that list and then we give the ability to kind of quickly very, you know, manage those things without having to kind of sort through stuff. Again, swivel chair working, right? Um, yeah. I need to go over here. I need to look at this. Um, and, you know, from a, um, I'm just going to start saying WAC. So Windows Admin yeah. Center, you know, equals WAC. That's right. So um, when it, when it, Man, he's, he's just really angry today. I hope it's not you. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's not me. But um, with WAC, you know, we give you the ability to pretty much do anything that you can do from the, from the GUI. So if you want to, you know, create snapshots, if you want to create volumes, if you want to create hosts and set all the properties on hosts and everything, you can certainly do all that stuff from Windows Admin Center. So again, swivel chair working. I don't have to go over to the flash rate GUI to do things and then come back and do my management console. I can literally do everything for my management console. You get a phone call from a DBA saying, hey man, I need this, I need this new host attached. You can do it all from that console. Yeah. Well, I think it's the elimination of the time-consuming mundane tasks, but I think also there's some degree of potential, you know, human error that comes into play. When, when you're doing all the copy and pasting and swivel chair kind of work, like you may get something wrong that, that screws things up, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Got it. All right. Um, so really cool on, on the WAC integration. And uh, I'm also really interested, and this was something that we talked about again in the fall at, at Microsoft Ignite, and you guys continue to evolve on, but is the SQL Server uh, management integration where, you know, you've, you've integrated directly in, to do um, automation around, you know, copy data management types of tasks. Really powerful stuff, again, for, for DBAs. Yeah, so the, you know, the most interesting thing, so, you know, kind of taking a step back. So the flash array, by default, we provide crash consistent snapshots. Yeah. So you can snap all day long uh, in, you know, based upon our snaps, which are instantaneous, and uh, you could certainly take one of those snapshots, create a new volume out of it, connect it to a host, and attach that database 
back to a SQL instance and, you know, be able to do things, right? Think dev test, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But there is no way to do point in time recovery. So I can't go back and apply, you know, apply transaction logs or things of that nature. So one of the most important things for a lot of customers is being able to take application consistent snapshots, making sure the database is quiesced and you have all the transactions there. So that way, you know, you are ensured that if you restored something, you've got all your data. So that's what the focus on our SQL Server Management Studio extension provides. So it uses, you know, at the base, our volume shadow copy service provider. So that's a hardware provider. And one of the things that we've not had in many years is um, the requester. So in the app, you know, in the snapshot model for app consistency, there's a requester. Uh, there is the service in the middle, and then there's the provider. So we have the requester. Application vendors provide the service, which in this case, you know, is Microsoft doing the SQL Server stuff. Yep. And then we have the provider on the back end, which takes our snapshots. So now with our uh, requester, which is essentially the, the extension, we can take app consistent snapshots and we can do point in time recovery. So if you take an app consistent snapshot, you can apply transaction logs and everything else for point in time recovery if you wanted to. You can mount them to a different host. Um, you can do all kinds of different things. So that's you know the GUI experience, right? If you're an admin that wants like this, okay, cancel, next, 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 you know, experience, you can do that. But at the same time, we also, you know, kind of going back to that stack model I talked about, what we've done is the, the graphical user interface of SSMS, all we do is call with our, our pure storage backup SDK. And that just leverages VSS and our PowerShell SDK to do operations. So now if you, you know, you're a DBA and you want to set up a consistent job and you want to put it somewhere, you want to be able to run that, let's say, you know, at midnight every day, you can automate all that through the backup SDK. So you don't have to only use the, the GUI, you can actually use the PowerShell SDK uh, for all of your backup operations. Add it as a job inside of SQL Server Management Studio, add it as a job in, in Windows Task Manager, you know, however you, you kind of want to do that. And the cool thing that we did, um, which has been like this big thing that I've wanted for a really long time, is any dialogue that you go to inside of the extension in Management Studio, we give you a little PowerShell script button. So you click that and we give you all the PowerShell that you need to run. Cut and paste it out create your scripts and on the way you go. So you don't have to necessarily learn the SDK, but it gives you the ability to kind of see what an example would look like based upon the exact job you want to run. Yeah, it's fun to see a common theme emerging here because you keep going back to the SDK and the APIs. It's almost like yep. you, you took us full circle back to the beginning of this uh, conversation about the importance of those things as a foundation. I mean, exactly. I mean, we, we couldn't do these integrations in 
be able to, so as we evolve um, our APIs as a company, right? So we started out in, you know, kind of what we refer to as our 1X API line. So 1.0, 1.1, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just like I referenced that we released the SDK 117. So that's the REST API 117. If we didn't take that approach and be consistent in our API experience, we couldn't go off and develop these different integrations without going through a Herculean effort yeah. in creating things that are custom for this version or that version. You know, as a company from an API standpoint, we really strive to provide backwards compatibility. And that means for PowerShell, that means for Python integration, that's a real big focus for us so that way customers that might be on a really old version of purity that they don't want to upgrade for whatever reason, we can still support them from a backwards compatibility standpoint if they want to use the APIs. So, you know, from an architecture standpoint, you know, we've really taken, you know, the right approach. You know, and now when you look at, you know, purity, you know, 5.3, we've introduced REST API 2.0. And, you know, we're currently, I mean, not to kind of let the cat out of the bag, but we're working on PowerShell for, you know, um, REST API 2 support, yeah. um, which we've, you know, we've got some pretty cool stuff already working. Um, but, you know, we're, we're evolving um, our APIs and being able to support new things. And based upon that API approach, that we focus on, right? API first. Every one of our extensions, you know, the stuff, you know, like you mentioned with Cody, you know, doing VMware things, us doing uh, Microsoft things, you know, I previously mentioned us being able to do some potential SAP integrations. Um, it's all foundational. Um, without that core foundation, things would be very difficult. Yeah, it makes sense. And and I guess, you know, the last thing relative to that foundation, you know, back back in the fall and, and you know, it's been ongoing as, as we, you know, announced beta for Cloud Block Store for Azure. Um, how's that How's that going? And, um, you know, I don't want to give away dates or specifics around it because we can't be future looking, but uh, how are things looking there? How's the development? And again, I, you know, we've already discussed, it's really going to integrate with this overall API first strategy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the beta program is going really well. We've got customers in there that are having some great experiences. Um, but, you know, I hate to always drive this point home, which is if you are developing things today on premises with Flash Array, there's no difference if you want to use Cloud Block Store. Yeah. Whether or not you want to be 100% cloud-based. So if you want to just run Cloud Block Store, you know, whether it be for Azure or AWS, and that's all you want to do, guess what? All the same APIs exist. You can do whatever you want. If you want to integrate between on-premises and the cloud, all the APIs that you want are still, you know, the same. So, you know, again, you know, we, you know, we really kind of look in being able to support our customers that, hey, I mean, we, we kind of know there's a lot of companies that have these mandates, hey, 100% cloud. Right. So maybe they've been on premises with Flash Array and they wrote all these scripts that do all this automation. Now they're mandated to go to the cloud. Well, guess what? 
just take those scripts, put them up into your cloud instance and boom, you're, you're, you're doing the same stuff. Yeah. Same experience regardless of where your data is or what you're trying to do. Exactly. With yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Well, we will certainly look forward to more work from you and the team uh, behind you as well as engineering in that area. Super, super exciting. Anything else you want to kind of close with for folks? A uh, place to go look for more information. I know you got your blog that you're very active with. Um, anything else that uh, that we didn't touch on here? Yeah, no, I would say um, go to the blog. I mean, you know, I'm constantly, you know, updating things. Like I said, you know, we just released the SDK 117. Um, highly encourage people to check that out. Uh, I always encourage customers and partners to, you know, to upgrade to the latest and greatest uh, to take advantage, you know, of the, the engineering investments that we're making. So, yeah, and we've got the PowerShell and those other things out on code, right? I mean, that's something that you, you help drive getting out there, probably worth a mention too. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I typically kind of forget about this, unfortunately, <laughs> even, even though I, I'm the one that was behind it. Um, yeah. we, we do have an external uh, Slack team that's all about, um, you know, if you will, quote unquote, code. And what I mean by code is it covers our REST APIs, PowerShell, PowerShell, uh, PowerCLI, uh, Python, um, uh, Ruby, uh, we, we've got just a ton of different channels out there for people to use. And um, should we do a URL shout out? We should. We should do code.purestorage.com. Okay, that's where you that's where you go to our open source community. Yep, the open source page. But then yeah, so if you were to do the standard SSL, you know, HTTP thing, yep. uh, codeinvite.purestorage.com. That's a self-invite that'll get you inside of our code Slack team. Excellent. Very cool. And for everything else that we are doing in the Microsoft Solutions area, go to purestorage.com slash Microsoft and you'll see details around Windows Admin Center and the SQL Server Management Studio integration and other solution areas around Microsoft around which Barks and the rest of the team are working. Hey, well done, man. And uh, we'll have to, you'll have to go see what that angry dog is up to because it looks like uh, he or she has kind of mellowed out now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we'll keep so, that in. That makes, that makes for good pod. Hey, will you come back again soon? Absolutely. Well, I would love that. Cool. Well, we will go ahead and wrap everybody. Thanks for listening. Please tell a colleague, tell a friend. We'll keep the episodes coming out to you. With that, we'll go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Barks. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.